We have Macklehead Murphy in the studio, going to play a song from them, some new stuff. This is called Huckleberry Pie. And on the other side, the gang for Macklehead Murphy in the studio today on WRFA. Boogie, boogie, we grumble. Why are you so fast? Save some for the rest of us. Don't put it in the trash. The current situation here is due to all the flies. Judgment, hate, intolerance, and candy-coated lies. Somewhere under something somebody used to know. The cosmic egg, it went and hatched, and now we see it's broke. But our eyes don't see anything unless it's too complete. Who has the greatest fairy balls, ideas, or smelly feet? Now I'm forced to feed on worms and indignity. Yeah, I'm forced to feed on your worms and your indignity. But I'm not afraid You are a hitty diggity mama don't so And I believe in what she says cause she is in the know The current situation here is due to all the lies Judgment, hate, intolerance, in excess it all flies Something's on its way though, Kate Bainey told me so Imagination, subjugation are always gonna flow Somewhere someone cut the heart out with a wooden spoon Because they couldn't see the light Auckland de la Lune Now I'm forced to feed On worms and indignity Yeah, I'm forced to feed On your worms and your indignity But I'm not afraid Don't make me come after Don't make me come after Don't make me come after you Huckleberry hamburger Huckleberry pie Huckleberry hamburger Huckleberry french fry Huckleberry hamburger Huckleberry pie Huckleberry hamburger Huckleberry french fry Something's on its way now Something's on its way Something's on its way now Something's on its way Something's on its way now Something's on its way to feed on worms and indignity. Yeah, I am forced to feed on your worms and your indignity. Yeah, I am forced to feed on stupid words and fake sincerity. Be advised, my friend, when you do, just that you won't compromise our integrity. Because we are And once again, that's uh, Macklehead Murphy here on Arts on Fire, kicking off this uh, hour of arts and entertainment programming on WRFA. And we have the members of Macklehead Murphy in the studio, as promised. We have Matt Smith, along with Scott Slade, and uh, Chris Hainsworth. Yes. I wanted to say Helmsworth. <laughs> I apologize for that. Chris Hainsworth in the studio with us here on Arts of Fire. Gang, thanks for coming out and talking with us. No problem. No problem. So uh, each and every week, we've uh, been bringing in different artists from around the Jamestown area, having them come in the studio, talk about their music, introducing them to our listeners, getting an idea of uh, who they are. And I thought it'd be appropriate to bring you all in this time of year, uh, right around the middle of March, because... Uh, some of the familiar, some of the music that you play that I'm familiar with is uh, of sort of a, a an Irish kind of uh, a bet. Not all of it, of course, but there's a couple of songs we play here on WRFA that kind of uh, lend to that. So we wanted to 
coincide the interview with that. And, of course, you also have a big event happening at the Shattercoin Club um, this weekend. So we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But maybe a good place to begin with, and, and we'll start with you, Matt, so people can understand whose voice is what, is uh, Macklehead Murphy. Well, what's the idea behind this? Who started it? And has it always been you three, or have you had other members in the past? Uh, well, we'll start with the name. The name was more or less uh, a gag that I did uh, once at work. I, I realized I could put an author name to Word documents, and the first name that popped into my head was that. So it had no intention of being a band name. It just made me laugh, so I did it. And uh, fast forward maybe seven years, um, there was another band that Scott and I were involved in, and I offered that name to that group. It got reduced down to another name just called Murph. Yeah, uh, Macklehead Murphy some folks, was too much. Yeah, no, nobody liked it. <laughs> um, but then uh, that sort of uh, disbanded, and I started doing a little bit of work just on my own. And since I didn't care what anybody else thought when it was just my own band. I named it that. <laughs> and then Scott came back on and said, uh, let's do some stuff together. I said, all right, but we're going to call it this. And he didn't have any problem with that. He was the, the most, one of the most forgiving ones of the, of, the, of the group that didn't like the name. And uh, fast forward a couple more years, and uh, Chris moved back into town. He li- grew up out in this, this way, but uh, lived in another place uh, for a while, came back, and um, we brought him on board to play drums, and it just kind of went from there. Right on, right on. So you said that you and Scott were in the old band Murph. Correct. Right. But before that, you were just doing sort of like solo stuff, kind of horsing around, messing around as the moniker Macklehat Murphy? Uh, no, the, the, the solo stuff with that name actually happened after Murph. The name itself was invented just on a whim, um, but it was not intended to be a band name or anything. It was just I, I wanted to put some obscure uh, name to a, a document at work that I was doing, and I just put that name down there. And nothing ever manifested itself. It was just a, a momentary joke, made me laugh, and then it just, you know, nothing yeah, ever happened yeah. with it for years, and, but I never Here forgot. The, the goofy name so <laughs> right right well, we already talked a little bit about chris you said chris is originally from here he moved away and he came back we'll, we'll ask you more about that chris in a mm-hmm. moment but uh matt where, where are you from originally have you always been from the jamestown area and how long did you has it been since uh you started playing music um so i i was born in south jersey lived there till i was about eight um my mom remarried and we moved up to the bus die area and i've been here ever since um and so that's been that's over 30 years anyway um I didn't really have much of a musical upbringing. I envy some of the people in the area that talk about, you know, their parents kind of delivering them, you know, that that beautiful gift of music. It's something I got into as a senior in high school. I just got tired of really doing nothing but watching TV. And I said, I'm going to pick up a hobby. And I went and got a acoustic guitar and uh, and a book from uh, one of the stores of the mall, a CCR uh, tab book or something like that. And I, I taught myself rhythm guitar just by uh, going through that book and listening to the CDs and just sort of playing along. Um, and so it's, I've kind of been in and out of different bands uh, ever since. What are some of the bands that you were with in the past? I mean, even um, if uh, we probably won't have any in our catalog here, but no, yeah. So back in like early around 2000, I think there was a CD that uh, some friends and I put together. Um, the band name was Durafane, uh, D-U-R-A-F-A-I-N. That was something that the guys that I was playing with came up with, and. I didn't have any argument against it. So we, we played a little bit. Uh, I remember we uh, did a couple of Battle of the Bands with uh, 106.9 was sponsoring that. Um, it was before WRFA, of course. Um, so th- we have some memories with that. And then um, one of those members uh, and myself and Scott and a couple other folks uh, joined together, and, and that was the Murph uh, Band, and that was around, uh, what, 2007-ish? Something like that. Uh, I think that lasted till about 2010 
Uh, I'm terrible with years and dates and whatnot, but um, so yeah. And then there was another one that uh, we never really played out uh, that I played with. We called ourselves Matrix. It was before the movie, and it was spelled with a Y. M A T R Y X. We had to be cool like that. Yeah, yeah. And that that was very short lived. That was more of just. In fact, I think that was before the Durafane days. But yeah, that's my history. Not, right not, not a real rich history as uh, some of the others in the yeah. area have, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's made me who I am, I guess. <laughs> right. Uh, again, we're talking with Maglehead Murphy. You just heard uh, Matt Smith, who lead vocals as well as the guitar. We also have uh, Scott Slade, who plays bass, along with uh, Chris uh, Hainsworth, who is percussionist and on drums. And uh, Chris, uh, Matt mentioned that you were from around here, then you moved away, and then you're back. Uh, were, you, were you originally from Jamestown then? Uh, actually, I grew up in uh, Randolph, Salamanca. I grew up with Scott. We were pretty good friends when we were younger. We always had music. Uh, music that we used kept to hang out at his house listening to Kiss albums. And yeah, you know, you know back right on. The, back in the days, we used to do like little anarchy symbols on your jeans and, <laughs> and stuff. So it was good times. Uh, you know, life happened. I joined the Navy. Did twenty years in the Navy. Retired. Came home. Got back with good friends, met new friends, and now we make music. Right on. Well, thanks for your service. And when it comes to uh, playing drums, how long have you been doing that since you were in high school? Um, I've been playing drums or beating on things my whole life. You know, I was actually a flautist and a sax player in high school. Um, and some members were actually bass clarinet players. So I, I think don't that's know pretty who that awesome. would be. <laughs> you know, I love that part about Scott. But um, clarinet, huh, Scott? Yeah, bass clarinet. Yeah, we'll get with that. It was awesome. <laughs> it was really cool. Uh, so yeah, that's um, drumming's always been something that's kept me balanced and focused. And is not, the, I was going to say, is this the first outfit you've been involved with in terms of uh, playing in a band with with other other folks? Uh, the first band that I've connected with on a level never I've ever hit before yes um i've had other bands i was in a big band down in uh down in jersey did a lot of stuff down there but um nothing that i've done has compared to playing with these two i believe me oh (laughs) right on you've seen the set list (laughs) (laughs) then the other side of the rhythm section you got uh scott scott slate here and uh scott you're also from the area as chris noted you're from randolph originally a long time bass player how long has it been or or did you just finally migrate over from the uh (laughs) From bass the, clarinet. The bass clarinet. Yeah. No, within I, it's, recent years. I played bass clarinet in school and uh, and played uh, bass drum and marching band with, with Chris and picked up a bass while I was still in high school and just never figured it out. You know, there were more important things in life like, uh, you know, beer and partying and all that fun stuff. And then married and had kids and didn't actually start i'd always had a bass but i didn't actually start learning how to play it until i was 30 35 so you know somewhere in between there when i actually said okay i'm gonna actually figure this thing out and uh it worked you know so besides murph were you in any other bands well um, you have played in a couple other bands around here filling in once in a while and even just as a regular right. right yep um when murph split up which murph was my first actual band and when they split up, I went and joined We Speak Canadian for uh, three, four years. I played with them and then opted to leave that because of the scheduling and trying to raise kids and, you know, and uh, so I, I would still fill in that for them once in a while. You know, it's fun. They're a great, great bunch of musicians and friends and uh, really learned a lot playing with them. And so and now uh, now we're here. And once once I left there, I said uh you still need to do something <laughs> right <laughs> just on. not as much 
Right on. Again, we're talking with uh, Michael Hat Murphy. We've got uh, Scott Slade, Chris Hainsworth, and Matt Smith in the studio with us. So we haven't even talked about the music. I mean, people hear your music once in a while here on WRFA. We've got some of the old stuff, Monkey Business, I think, and then, of course, <laughs> the Ode to the Tear, which is a longtime uh, favorite of mine and a lot of other folks. And the one that we opened the show with, this interview with, was uh, Huckleberry Pie, and that was one of the newer ones that you just recently cut, right? Yes. Correct. Yep. Um, so, so when people ask you or when you approach different <laughs> venues and say, I want to play in your venue – and they ask you, what kind of music do you play? What do you typically say? Do you, do you have a way of describing know, we don't really it? We really do that, do we? <laughs> well, we say we play a little bit of uh, anything and everything that feels right to us. Because um, we play we played some traditional Irish songs. We play some classic country songs. We play some punk songs. We play some acid rock songs. You know, we play our own music as kind of, uh, kind of a little, little off-kilter, you know. And uh, we play some pop songs. It's it's just you know everything from uh, Roger Miller to uh, Ween and the Flaming Lips. You know it's it's all over the place. So it has to be a, a venue that's willing to take a chance on not your straight you know seventies and eighties classic rock or something like that. Right, right. You're not going to get that. A little bit of uh, music with a twist, right? So yeah, almost. Got a bit of a funk flavor too. It sounds like once in a while. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's an yeah. insult, and I always hear a little bit of Chili Peppers and some of the songs yeah. and all that. So. I'm, I'm okay with that. You're no fleas, I know. I know. I'm well aware. Thank you. <laughs> He's way better looking. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty, pretty, yeah. Exactly. I, I tell you what, though. But uh, you, you actually brought some instruments in the studio here. So in addition to uh, playing plugged in amplified music, you also uh, do some acoustic stuff, as we noted with the uh, uh, the fun song "Ode to the Tear," and you have mm-hmm. a couple of other ones as well. How about if we take a break right now and let you play? Uh, one of those songs what do we have lined up for us and we'll, we'll have more with you guys uh, after you play this one here uh, why don't we go ahead and do Ode to the Tear well, I'll just clarify too that this is the second generation Ode to the Tear first generation was about 2008 with Murph uh, but Scott and I wrote that song back then too and so uh, this one is the same style uh, just uh, some updated lyrics of course because Southern Tear likes to uh, change their beers all around and you got to keep up with that so we did a new installment here a couple of years ago and uh, that's what this tune will be all right, once again, we have uh, McElhat Murphy in the studio with us today on Arts on Fire. They're going to play a song for us right now, Ode to the Tear. And on the other side, we'll talk with the guys some more. Take it away, guys. Oh, I died, I did, 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 I've been to a thousand pubs, me boy, and let me tell you what. I put away my fair share while I sat there on me butt. Then disheartened I became, cause the brood was not pure. But then I met old Southern Tear and quickly found the cure. Oh, I died, I did, I did, I did, I did, I died, I did, I did, I did, Occasionally there's a porter, but I wish there would be more. I find myself all giddy when I find it at the store. You can always get yourself some old-fashioned IPA. A 2X this or that, and then drink it every day. Oh, I died, I did, I did, I did, I did, I died. If you're dead, you should have a live. If you're stuck, there's a right away. For your sweet tooth, go for the mocha, chocolate, orange, or creme brulee. Yeah, there's something there for everyone. Beer for all the folks. But stay away from the root beer, because it is a hoax. So, I died, 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 I died
DMX or Finn and Mats, oh, who can say for sure? And where the hell a summer is the best lager in the world? Backburner is basically history, but fret you not, for there's pumpkin, 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 which the whole world likes a lot. Oh, I died, 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 I So I dreamed one night that southern tear Oh, they up and went away Where'd they go? Shush now, don't interrupt Their lovers were cold and naked With nary an IPA But I was awakened by the smell Of the porter by my head Thank God Southern Tears alive and well. Why? Here you go again, always with the... Because if they weren't, I wouldn't be dead. Oh, drink your Southern Tear, yeah, drink your Southern Tear. Drink your Southern Tear, my boys, drink your Southern Tear. Drink your Southern Tear, yeah, drink your beer. Drink your Southern Tear, yeah, drink your Southern Tear. Drink your Southern Tear, my boys, drink your beer. Drink your Southern Tear, yeah, drink your Southern Tear. All right, always a lot of fun to hear that one. That's uh, Ode to the Tear here on Arts on Fire. We've got Hat Murphy in the studio with us, Matt Smith, Scott Slade, and Chris Hainsworth. And we're talking with these guys about uh, their music as well as an upcoming gig that they have this weekend, as a matter of fact, on Saturday night at the Chattacoin Club. Uh, we'll get to that in a moment. you got a, you got the Hollow Society playing with you and also Amanda Barton showing up. And, again, we'll talk more about that show in just a few uh, minutes here. But uh, take the song you just played, Ode to the Tear, uh, that was a collaboration between between both uh, Matt and Scott in terms of writing the lyrics together because you got to know what the uh, the flavors of the beer are and then find a ways to uh, make it work into the song and all that. Did it take a long time or are you really just sitting around having a couple of beers and had it hammered out within a half an hour or so? Yeah, literally, it was, it was the latter. It was um, pretty quick, Especially yeah. the, first, the first installment of that one, I think the one that you're probably more used to hearing, um, is literally went together in probably 40 minutes. The, the writing and the recording of it, uh, it was real easy. Uh, the second version, because this, the music was already done, uh, I think it took even less time, you know, to uh, to collaborate with with Scott on that one, throw a few few new phrases together, and then we um, had a recording of that uh, that we performed live. Um, that's part of our uh, SoundCloud page; it's available to stream and so on. But um, yeah, definitely rather quick. Uh, we were fueled by uh, Unearthly at the time when the, when it was first written, and I think that definitely helped speed up the process. <laughs> Unearthly will do it. Yes, it will. Uh, so when you write your original music, who typically um, comes up with it, and how does that process work out? You guys just noodle around in the studio and uh, you know jam, and then when something feels right, you say, hey, let's put some words to that, or do you typically have a song in mind and then bring it? one of you all bring it to the other two members? The jam session does happen occasionally. We do jam a lot, you know, just monkeying around in between songs during practice. But um, I, I think we've made a couple songs. I think Huckleberry was a, a reaction to that. But um, a lot of stuff comes from one of us just having, a, you know, a set of lyrics or a set of chords or a, a little melody progression, and we'll bring it in and say, 
Okay, the other take it. You guys make it better. You know, <laughs> I got this little piece. I need yeah. you guys to to flesh it out. And, and I'll say that typically Scott's the one that kind of initiates that process. I, I've always said that I'm terrible with a blank canvas. I'm the one that can add the finishing touches to it, and uh, I've always been that way. Whenever it comes to something creative, whenever you know, there's something empty, I'm not real good at starting it. But he'll put something together. Ninety uh, percent of the lyrics he writes ends up sticking, and I'll just add my touch to it and you know a hook or a chorus or whatever and uh, maybe what i'll call normalize some of the lyrics because some of his lyrics are just really out there <laughs> so i bring them down to earth it a happens. little bit uh just enough and then uh he'll often have the music kind of laid out now that, that'll be the same thing i'll go through it and i'll just kind of do something that i feel like sounds a little bit better to me i introduce it back to him and uh, we back and forth a little bit and pretty much 100 percent of the time i go that is so much better than i could have ever even thought of it being once he's he's done with it except for the one time i wrote a song and handed it to him he came back i we came back for practice he said okay here's i'm gonna play you my version of yours it's completely different not yeah, a word was the same yeah. not different. a note was the there same there might have been one <laughs> phrase of a bass line that sparked something in my head and then the rest just gave birth to something that was completely different it but, was nothing like the original but it was still kept good. the title the same <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Chris? I mean, do you actually provide much input when it comes to the constructing the songs, or do you just provide the uh, the backbeat once they uh, have their just, their work put together? I just beat on things. No, uh, seriously, no. These guys are great. They uh, little things that I'll I'll hear that uh, I but very tiny little things. And um, but other than that, we just like you said, I did. I give them the backbeat to be able for them to be able to take what they put together and let it blossom. The song, uh, the song Monkey Business, were you uh, on that? Were you no, that was, that was before me. Oh, I would right. love to have eight arms to be able to play the <laughs> percussion on that. But. Yeah, I was going to say that. That's, somebody's really busy on that song, man. <laughs> that was no, one of the no, things that I was, did that solo when I was just yeah. tinkering around. Hallelujah to you if you can, <laughs> you can get that one down. No, that one's not being performed live anytime. Yeah, it's not really us. Uh, it still has our, our moniker, I guess, because that was when I was tinkering around, and, and that was actually just me toying with some new software and putting loops together and things of that nature. And then it gave birth to that goofy thing, and uh, I just kept it and shared it a little bit and play it once in a while and laugh. It, but It's a fun song. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. You guys are a lot of fun, too. You talk about the songs that you write. A lot of people write songs about, oh, I'm in love with this girl and she left me, or the society's really got me down. You got songs like Don't Eat Paste, songs about beer, yep. songs about coffee, Huckleberry yep. Pie. We yeah. know what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> really. Like you said, Ween. I mean, it really does remind me, you know, it's right. the, the, this is out there, kind of mm-hmm. a lot of fun, uh, from left field kind of content, which is in a good way. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that's well, probably, is that by design? Or you just That's, don't have enough. Like he said, I you know I I typically you know come up with the basic ideas for the lyrics and stuff, and I I'm just I've been a huge fan of Ween and and the Butthole Surfers and the Meat Puppets and the Flaming Lips and yeah. and this stuff. And so when I write, that's that's my you know that's where I'm channeling stuff from is that kind of off the wall thing. We, we need so, more people like you, Scott. I, I tried <laughs> I don't know about other that. stuff myself and I I was able this was years ago and I I could just figure it out really quickly that I had no business trying to do those kinds of songs, you know, the relationship songs oh, and yeah. stuff. It just it wasn't me. I just figured it was something that you should do or should know how to do and I quickly figured out that I have no business to trying to do that. So when Scott and I really started putting our heads together and we have similar sensibilities when it comes to our view of the world and whatnot, um, it just keeps working. And then that's the direction we're going. 
Right on. Well, we're running short on time okay. here. I wanted to have you guys perform another song as well. But really quickly, we've got the Shadowcoin Club uh, show happening on Saturday night. Uh, what time does it start? What can folks expect? And uh, how long are you, when are you guys taking the stage? And how long will we be on for? It starts at the Hollow Society starts at nine. They play till ten forty-five. Uh, we will start at eleven fifteen and play till one o'clock. And it's gonna be it's gonna be a barn burner. We've got. We've got people helping out. The Hollow Society, uh, Sean and Jesse are going to play a couple songs with us. We've got Amanda Barton hanging out on a bunch of songs. We've got another friend, Josh, coming up singing. We're going to have uh, it's it's we're playing the the upbeat stuff. We're playing the the Irish songs that are going to get uh, get you moving and dancing and clapping, and it's it's going to be good. Well, it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. And the uh, again, the uh, the show begins at nine. Amanda's actually playing with you. Who's who's right. opening up? You said the was, Hollow Society. So they'll be opening. Yep. You all will be on afterward, but it should be a great night of music again at the Shadowcoin Club on Second Street in Jamestown, nine p.m. until one a.m. on uh, the St. Patrick's Eve. That's right. Onto uh, early St. Patty's morning. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, anything else you all want to add before we wrap it up? You said you mentioned a SoundCloud page. Just search what Macklehat Murphy on SoundCloud. Yes. Yep. So we have a, and a Facebook. On the Facebook, there's a number of uh, videos that you can uh, watch with um, some pretty decent quality uh, mixed sound uh, on there, as well as uh, there's more stuff on the SoundCloud. But um, there's also links to the SoundCloud on the Facebook. So if you go on the Facebook, uh, Macklehat Murphy, you, you produce all the videos, right, Matt? Yeah. We should bring you back in to yep. talk more about your uh, AV expertise. Yeah. But there's not a today. YouTube channel too. Yeah. Right, yeah. So, All the same videos that are on the Facebook right. are also on YouTube. Maybe a little higher streaming quality. It's hard to tell. They have their own rules about that sort of stuff. But Right on. What, what's this uh, last song you're going to leave us with? Uh, we're going to do a traditional Irish one uh, called The Wild Rover. Uh, most people will probably recognize it. Um, we like it because it, it, it evokes uh, audience participation. Uh, whether they like it or not, we usually make them. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll do that one. Very good. All right, Maglehat Murphy, uh, Chris, as well as Matt and Scott, thank you all very much for talking with us today on Arts on Fire. On the other side of this song, we have via telephone Rachel Kilgore joining us. She'll be in downtown Jamestown Monday night for Rolling Hills Radio with Ken Hardley. Again, our conversation with Boston-based Rachel Kilgore coming up in just a moment right here on Arts on Fire. Take it away, Maglehat Murphy. And it's no name never. No name, never, no more Well, I pay the wild rover No, never, no more I've been a wild rover for many's the year And I spent all me money on whiskey and beer But now I'm returning with gold in great store And I never will play the wild rover Told the landlady me money was spent 
I asked her for credit, she answered me nay. Such a custom as yours I can get any day, and it's no name never. No name never, no more will I play the wild rover. No never, no more. I brought from me pocket ten sovereigns bright, and the landlady's eyes opened wide with delight. Said I have whiskies and wines of the best, and the words that I told you were only in jest, and it's no nay never, no nay never, no more will I play the while over, no never, no Confess what I've done And I'll ask that they pardon their prodigal son And if they caress me as oft times before I'll never will play the wild rover no more And it's no, nay, never No, nay, never, no more Never, no, nay, never, no more.